Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 420. Interesting number. And, you know, the universe has put me together with uh, Mr. David Dolce. Did I How say are you? Dolce. Dolce, yeah. How you doing? What's up, man? The CEO and founder of Stay With Dave. And Great you are you were on the podcast in 2014, December 2014. Do you know what wow, episode man. number it was? No, what was it? It was number 43. Oh my God. Airbnb yeah. hosting in Los Angeles with David Dolce. Oh my Episode God. Episode number 43, December 2014. This is almost wow. seven years ago. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. And I still don't know anything about short-term rentals. That, that's the crazy <laughs> part. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still learning. But yeah, man. That And we met before that. So we've known each other for what? Like seven, eight years? Yeah, I think we like met. Uh, I think we met in the summer of 2014. I was staying with Uzefa, the person that I started the podcast with. Yeah. I was staying at his house in, I believe it was West Hollywood. Okay. And I'm not sure how you and I connected, yeah. but I remember we went to we went to have a drink at a at a mall somewhere. Yeah, we. I read. Uh, I think get paid with your pad came out like the year before or something like that. Right. Yeah. It came out in, um, you know, it came out in the summer of 2014. Summer 2014. So that, as soon as it came out, I read it and then I emailed you Got and, it. and we started talking. What yeah. did you email me? I, I said, do you, you want to go out, pick up some women? You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. I know I, I, it was something about definitely about questions I had about short-term rentals. Right. Okay. And, and, uh, and we started emailing and then I think you said like, you know, you're in the area. So we met up when we got a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. I remember it pretty well. Can't believe that's seven years ago. Yeah. Time flies. And now you're, you, you're, you're in all of our programs. Like you came to Colombia as a, as a legend. You're also going for legends X right now. I'm I'm going backwards. I'm going backwards. (laughs) I'm going to be in your beginner program by next year. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's great. All but right. yeah, I, I love all the programs and, you know, what you guys are doing. And obviously me and you have a great friendship. And now I've got a million questions for you. And I thought for a change, maybe I would interview you and, and, and go through all these questions I have from attending the program and just questions in general. We're halfway through the Legends X program. That's right. And I, I know a lot of my colleagues we have the same type of questions and issues so i i thought i'd just throw them at you and and see what you think see if we can if we can bust some of them out right now 
Yeah, but uh, before before we get into that, uh, give us uh, give the listeners a quick overview of what you're what you're up to with uh, short term rentals in Los Angeles. Tell us about your business. I've got short term rentals in in Los Angeles, in Orange County, near the beach, in uh, the Smoky Mountains. We're getting something. We are doing arbitrage and also owning, and I'm looking to to, to getting into the management model for the first time. Yeah. So I've been doing I've been doing arbitrage for seven years. I went from fifty units five zero down to fifteen, and I'm completely rebuilding with the management model. So I don't want to go forward with arbitrage anymore. I I I want to I want to basically rebuild, take the information yeah. I know, the knowledge I know, and rebuild uh, in the management model. Yeah. We'll take yeah. Did you? There. Was that a? It must have been a challenging time to downsize were you able to get rid of all the leases or was it uh how ugly was it yeah it was really ugly still going on you know still going on but uh it got bad for a while but luckily uh things are are uh turning around they're changing now and and you know the ones that we did keep are doing fairly well and now i'm just focusing on really getting an operations manager getting uh you know and then just moving to to this new model to the management model which i've never yeah. tackled before i've never had to deal with an owner yeah you now I, i avoided it for seven years yeah and, uh, yeah i yeah. mean that's why a lot of people got into the the rental arbitrage to start with right like you can scale yeah. it really quickly right and uh you don't have to deal with owners and you're yeah. in full control and you know i was talking to eric uh on this podcast uh Just a few hours ago, actually, we recorded a podcast, and we were talking about how you know most people who were doing the arbitrage model got uh, got pretty burned pretty hard in the yeah. during during COVID, right? Uh, but it's an attractive model that works really well when when the times are good. It's yeah. it works really well. It's great. You know, from control, you can scale it quickly. But um, but the units that you that you have now are there are those all master leases and 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 properties that you own? Yeah. So now there's a there's a couple that we own, and then the rest of them are all still master leases in which we kept a good relationship with the landlords. Got it. Yeah. And so you 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 mentioned Los Angeles, Orange County, Smoky was it Smoky Mountains? Smoky Mountains, yeah. Where where is that? That's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh. Tennessee, yeah. So you're not really it's focused like, on one market. You're kind of you're focused on I'm multiple. Spread out. Yeah, I'm spread out. I just went to the markets that I saw the the biggest uh return yeah and i'm trying to get established there but i don't think i'm gonna i'm gonna venture out into any new markets i'm gonna try to focus on 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 our existing markets yeah okay yeah, right on yeah. i'm in seattle too i have i have something in seattle that's a master lease i've got something in uh in near nashville on a farm mm -hmm. that i'm master leasing that that's a really nice like little house on the prairie we call it I'm spread out all over the place. So yeah, that also falls into like some operational issues that we're having, which I wanted to. I know you want to, you want to talk about operations and that's my yeah. first, that's my first thought is I'm thinking, okay, if you have all these units in different places, like how, how do you yeah. manage that? Right. Because you need yeah. to get a, you need to have some boots on the ground, of course. So, so yeah, let's dive into it, man. Like yeah. what's your, okay. what's your biggest challenge? All right. Let me bring this up right now. So, biggest challenge I have right now is, and I, I put all these out here. So we talk about an operations manager, right? So I can 
integrator, somebody who is basically doing what I'm doing. They, they manage the customer service people. We have VAs. So we need someone to manage the VAs, somebody to manage all of our contractors and cleaners that we work with, somebody to constantly be looking at all of the day-to-day activities and like the puppet master, making sure that everything is going well on the day-to-day. People are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Tickets are being answered. That person, we're going to call the operations manager. A lot of companies... So right now I'm at 15 units. A lot of companies, uh, my size, what they do, they're usually in one market. From what I see and what they usually do is they hire somebody on the ground, an employee, right? Who does the managing and the operations, but they're also able to go and drive to the units and do a spot check after Mm -hmm. the cleaners are done. And if there's like an errand that needs to be run, they go, they do it, they take care of it. I really can't do that because I'm in so many different cities. So what do I do here? Uh, do I hire a, a virtual operations manager who can oversee the entire country and have to hire local people full-time? Or what do you, what do you recommend I do in, in my situation? Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. You know, everywhere you have units, you need uh, contractors, right? You need cleaning, you need maintenance, basically cleaning and maintenance, right? Potentially somebody to inspect the units. But I think, you know, I think that uh, I think that can be done remotely if you set up your systems correctly, right? If you have solid systems in place, then the virtual person uh, could be managing the cleaners. But you need, I mean, obviously you need, you need cleaners and you need a maintenance person, right? Right. Those have to be on the ground, right? So do you have those contractors in place in all of your areas? We've got contractors, but the only situation that's really working for us is when the, the cleaner is a cleaning company, like a mom and pop cleaning type of company. And it's like a husband and wife. And one person is the handyman. One person is the cleaner. Or if the cleaner themselves they have like a little team that, that can do errands and they can do maintenance. When we don't have that, when we have a, a company that just cleans or a cleaner that just cleans and doesn't do errands and doesn't do any type of uh, handyman work, that's where the, the problems come in. That's where mm. we're, we're having like major issues. Because we don't employ these handymen. In Orange County, for example, we've got a list of eight to 10 handymen. But still, when there's issues of an errand here or going and fixing like a small thing there, we can't get them to come on time because they're not on call for us, even though we want mm-hmm. to tell them that we're going to give you like a lot of work if you're reliable. They're doing like, you know, their own, they're, you know, independent. They're doing their own thing. So maybe we get them two, three days later, we have to schedule them. So it's becoming a big problem. It's becoming yeah. an issue. Yeah, for sure. So you're talking about if something small has to be fixed, right? Something small has to be fixed. Also, errands. That's what kind of errands? Issue. Going to the store. If there's a, sheets need to be bought immediately. There's no time for Amazon. Somebody needs to go to the store, get to Target, get something, come back to the unit. Wi-Fi needs to be, cannot be figured out over the phone. Somebody actually needs to go to the unit. There's a problem with uh, the, the door. Somebody has to go to the unit. 
if the cleaner doesn't do this, right, mm. and you don't have a full-time or, or part-time employee, how do we maintain this quality control with a contractor? You know? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a person on call, right? So ideally what you have is a cleaner who's like really invested into your business. Like for example, when I, when I was renting out in Amsterdam, you know, my cleaning lady, like she was more like a, she was just managing my unit completely. She was invested in my property. Anything that had to be done, she would call like a family member or, you know, she would solve yeah. it. And I, I'd we pay have. her, I'd pay her more than we, that she would earn at the hotel. And because I paid her so well, she took on that responsibility, but also she was, she was bought into my, my, my vision, my little vision with my Airbnb at the time. At the time, Airbnb yeah. was new. So I told her like, look, if you, if you and I are a team, if we can figure this out and get five-star reviews and we always yeah. make sure that everything is, is perfect for the guest, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a lot of business for me. You're going to have a lot of work. I'm going to keep paying you well. Um, this yeah. is gonna, this is a, you know, that's a success for you as well. Just, a, just as it is for me. I also think it's really important to let that person know they're not just a cleaner. You don't see them as a cleaner. Right. They, these are team members, right? So I would say number one is see if you can find somebody like that. Somebody is really invested into, in, in your business who doesn't see it as a, as a way to just simply fill, fill their pockets. We have people like that in different cities, like for in San Diego, for example, we have this, this, this great person who she's got her own handymen that work for her and she's got a bunch of different cleaners and she's like completely involved. And she, if, 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 if an errand needs to be done, one of her people will do it. She, so she's like an all in one yeah. and, and it works out fantastically. Mm-hmm. Right. In other cities, it's very hard to find this cleaner that is not, an employee, we have to, you know, we're finding like a, a contractor yep. who is going to be somebody that can do everything and be invested with us, even if we pay them to be invested w- with us and, and, and fix something that is broken, go to the store, be available to go to the store for us. We tried hiring like, a, a, you know, people that are just errand people and then people that are just maintenance people but it's a total like disaster when we do yeah, that. I mean, I see, I see two, two ways how you can make this work. Number one is you need to have somebody who's on the ground and who's invested into it, whether that's the cleaner or whether yeah. it's uh, little co-hosts, kind of yeah. Julie's model. Yeah. Right. Julie George. She's Julie been on George. the podcast multiple times. That's how she did it. Right. She was yeah. like, okay, I have my little co-hosts. They all have managed a number of apartments. They get a percentage you focus on the online part. You have your VAs, you have all that dialed in. All you, what you need is somebody on the ground who's invested, right? Who, who, okay. who you can give that responsibility. Now, if that's not, if you don't have that person, then it becomes really challenging, right? Because like yeah. you said, no one's on call. No one, you're not a priority for the people that you're working with. So then yeah. the only other solution to that is to literally set up your systems in a way that prevents the challenges that you would need that person for, if that makes sense. Okay. Right. So that includes yeah. number one, that means that you have, you need to have a system so that you're never going to run out of something last minute. So you need to have enough linens, enough consumables so yeah, that you can always that. just order on Amazon and you yeah. never have to do those errands in the first place. Right. Right. Same when it comes to when it comes to the Wi-Fi, when it comes to the doors, the active locks, 
I would look at all those challenges that come up and for yeah. each individual one, think about how can this be prevented, right? Because that's the only, those are the only two solutions in my mind. Yeah, we, we have a lot of systems in place. Anytime there's a problem that happens more than once, we try to figure out how can we put this into our system. But obviously, those situations arise. So I think what you were saying is we need to find, and, and with, I like Julie's model as well. In Julie's model, the person is like a, like a franchisee and they handle everything. They get a percentage and they handle the communication and they handle, and then they just have to come and make sure that at the end of the month, we, they, it's a 4.8 star something, whatever you need to do to make it 4.8 star, you do it. It's hard for us to do that model, but I think you were right what you were saying when you said that we have to have somebody invested. Are you saying that we, we sh- it should be a cleaning company that's invested? Who is this person who's invested that's going to get us errands, cleaning, and, and maintenance? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to work with a cleaning company. I think it needs to be a person. A person yeah. who, who's ideally, it's a, it's a person who is primarily a cleaner, but she she has she feels that she enjoys working with you her heart is in the in the property right she enjoys the hospitality part of it that was kind of like how my cleaner was back in back in amsterdam like she she loved she was doing check-ins with guests yeah she loved doing that right you know so she was very much part of the business part of the vision you know so i think with a cleaning company i i I don't think that would uh, that would work because you know if you have um, if you have somebody who's really invested into into your business, then that person when you're on the ground, it's easier to find that person who who last minute is able to to help you out with something, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, I think like I said, it's either that, either you find that person, and then the next question, of course, is how do you find that person? Yeah. But I think you have to make a decision. I think you have to say. Either I'm going to find that person or I'm going to create a system. I'm going to manage my my unit in a way where the situations where I would need somebody to to come in last minute to fix something or do something, I'm going to create a, I'm going to manage my units in a way that that doesn't happen. So that might mean maybe you can't do back-to-back bookings, right? Maybe you always have to have one day in between bookings, for example. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that you, it doesn't have to be that way. But what I'm saying is, you need to set yourself up so that those things don't happen because that's not that's not manageable that way. Right. I think the best thing is is for us to just to get that cleaner, to find that cleaner that we tell them you're not just going to be cleaning. We 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 need you to also do or be responsible for all of the the handyman maintenance work and the errands and we need to go back to that model because that that's the model i used to have mm-hmm. yeah and uh okay i appreciate that so yeah and until until you have that person you know i would focus i would focus on uh preventing as many of those issues as possible by improving and or changing your systems yeah we just get we we, we get so many different issues that are are just unexpected so you know, give so me some more examples just things that, that you, you you won't even believe. Like I've been doing this for seven years and, and every day I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Just we had for in, in um, I have a, 
a property in the Palm Springs area. And we have a, it's a, it's a big, it's a six bedroom. Okay. And we're paying $400 per clean. It's a company. uh, It's a woman who owns a, a cleaning company, but she doesn't really do maintenance or, you know, or anything like that, but she cleans pretty well. And sometimes she's available for errands and other things, meetups, you know, we need people to meet sometimes people like utility people, they, they want an adult there, you know, so she'll be available if we tell her in advance, a couple of days in advance, she's available for that. We had her come in, do a clean. And then we had a, we had a, a handyman who we no longer have, who came and did something. He, he, he worked on something in the unit. And then a guest checked in a few hours later and they said like, there's a knife and a, a gray sheet on our dining room table and they gave us like a three-star review because there was a knife and a, and a, a gray sheets. And basically what happened, we believe is that the handyman came in after the cleaner, he did his work and he left his knife and his stuff on the dining room table. So they, the guest mentions that in the review. Okay. So now we, we create a, a ticket to find out who left that stuff on the table to track that person down because we had a couple handymen in there and then to make sure that it never happens again and add it to our, to our list. Next day, something else happens. Like, uh, okay. So let's take this know. example. So how do yeah. we create a system so that that's prevented? Cause that stuff, stuff like yeah. that's going to happen all the time. That's, that's yeah. always going to happen. Right. So how can we, how can we develop a system where we can, we can make sure that if something like that happens, that it's solved before the guests arrive at the apartment. How do we do that? Well, what I would suggest is whenever there's maintenance to be done, the cleaner always has to come in an hour before the guests arrive, or maybe you know an hour after the handyman leaves. If something, if somebody does anything in your property, the clean somebody has to always come back and yes, and check back. the property right because okay. you can't rely on those handymen like those handymen are not in the business of getting five star reviews in airbnb yeah right you're in the business of getting five star reviews in airbnb so you got to have a system where somebody inspects the property if a maintenance has taken place so every single time there's maintenance uh, that has to be done and a guest has not checked in yet we should have the cleaner come back and do a spot check. Somebody has to check it because you can't yeah. rely on the handyman. Don't rely on the handyman. You can't tell the handyman like, hey, man, uh, make sure you, you leave the, the property so that we can get a five-star review because the handyman, yeah. is not, that's yeah. not his business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, logistically, it's going to be a little bit of an issue, but if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional, your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. 
Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PED to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PED, which is P-A-D. Exactly. So, you know, obviously there's, when you're, when you're in multiple markets, those are the challenges that you have to yeah. solve, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but those, that's, that's always yeah. going to happen. So that we, you have to have a system, you know, cause, cause that's never, you're never going to be yeah. stuff like that is always going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Cause we were, we we're relying on the handyman cause the, the handyman is also our inspector. Okay. So he, he's in charge of making sure we bring an inspector in, we use breeze away for mm-hmm. our cleans. Yeah. And that's another challenge. Uh, if, if you want, we can, we can dive into that, but I'm getting independent contractors and cleaners that are not too tech savvy to use breeze away on every clean. Mm-hmm. That becomes a challenge, but we find handymen and we, for uh, twice a month, we set up inspections in the unit on breeze away. And this handyman was actually one of the inspectors. So we didn't anticipate that he would mm. be the one to actually not leave like the place five-star worthy. We, we, we had to get rid of him. But um, I, I, I do like that idea. I'm going to put in here, I'm going to write in here. Every single time some kind of work is being done in the unit, bring the cleaner back, pay her whatever it is, like a, a small fee to come back to the unit and do a spot check of the unit and then leave. Yeah. To save us from the, the guests' uh, review. Yeah, I mean, our units, <clears throat> what we have our cleaner do is an hour before the guests arrive, uh, the cleaner goes to the unit and just do just like a, a last minute check, right? Also, you know, something might have happened yeah. overnight. Like she, yeah. some leaves will fall on the patio or some oh, bird poop yeah. somewhere or whatnot. Yeah. Right. Then, then she goes and makes sure everything is good to go for the guest. So, and that doesn't take very long, usually, right? Is that before every single check-in? Yeah. Before every single check-in, you have your cleaner mm-hmm. do a spot check an hour before. Mm-hmm. And even if no one's been in the unit for, for that period of time, you still have yeah. them come back. Yeah, we still do that because okay. you know we're in a we're in a kind of in the in the woods, you know. Yeah, our cabins are in the woods. Like I don't know if that's necessary for if you ever have a downtown apartment condo or something, then that's I don't think that's necessary, right? Because nothing's going to happen in in the condo overnight. Yeah, if no one was in there, then nothing nothing can really happen, right? But if you have cabins in the woods, then that's a bit of a different story, right? Okay. What if it what if it snowed or something, you know? And you yeah. Can... Right. And how do you check on to make sure that your cleaners are doing the spot checks and to make sure that they're doing the cleans and and all that stuff on time and they're actually making it, you know, they're actually doing it. Do you use breeze away or Yeah, I mean for you know, we're we're setting all that stuff up right now, right? For this for this property yeah. that we're bought, bought in the, in Idlewild. But I think going back to your your question before is like how do you make sure that your cleaners deliver the the standard that you expect them to? Yeah, that all comes down to the you know the job scorecards, right? And the KPIs. Right. Like you want to give your yeah. you want to give your cleaners a very specific job scorecard that exactly describes yeah. what they're responsible for and how they're being evaluated, what their KPIs are. 
right? And those KPIs could be, you know, the number of times somebody in the review mentions that that the place is really clean, the rating, the cleaning rating, like zero guest complaints around cleaning. You got to have KPIs because the cleaners need to understand how they are being evaluated. Plus, I also believe there should be an incentive, a financial incentive for when the cleaner uh, achieves the KPIs, right? And for those who are listening, don't know what a KPI is, it's a key performance indicator. That's how you measure success, right? So we, we have KPIs for our VAs. Which I wanted to, to get into briefly, and we have them, and I created them newly for this new operations manager, you know. So we create KPIs for every single role in the company, including uh, vendors and and independent contractors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So every cleaning company or every cleaner needs should have a job scorecard and with KPIs on it, mm-hmm. even yeah. if they have their own company and. and what yeah, everybody who works for you, right? Because because how else are we going to measure, you know, their success, and how else are we going to uh, motivate them and, and keep them accountable and incentivize them to to the, do the best job possible? Is that the way that you maintain quality control with people that don't work for you, like vendors? How are you keeping like well, a quality I mean, there's, control? There's a difference between vendors and contractors, right? Contractors work for you. What do, you, what do you mean by vendors exactly? Oh, I just mean that I mean both words as, as the same thing. Basically, anybody who is not your employee, but who's doing tasks for you. Look, anybody who you work with on a consistent basis should have a job scorecard with their responsibilities, the their KPIs, and right. a way to incentivize them to do an excellent job. Just to give you an example, like, look, if you if you have a if you have a cleaner, and let's say you have a cleaner and you, and you have a handy, handyman, right? Now, let's say the sink is leaking, and that's not something that the handyman can fix. You need to hire a plumber for that. That plumber is going to come in once, fix the thing, and then he's out. You're not going to create a job yeah. scorecard for that person, right? Yeah, those are the 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 one offs. Yeah, the one offs, or you know, maybe maybe a couple times a year, something happens that you need a plumber for, but. But the people that are consistently working for you month to month, those people should all have a job scorecard. So if and it's a handyman that, that's, that, that's coming a couple times a month, at least he should have a job scorecard for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, they, if the person works consistently for you, then, you know, then I think it's, uh, it's, it's worth uh, creating that uh, job scorecard. Because that's, like I said, you know, that's the way how there's so many benefits to having that in place. It, it, it makes it clear to them what their responsibility is. It gives you a way to evaluate them because everybody who works for you should yeah. be evaluated on a monthly basis, right? Every month you should have yeah. a meeting with each of your team members and look at your job scorecard and look at the responsibilities and rate them, give them feedback. Okay. You know, how yeah. can they improve? How can they be, how can they be more successful the next month? Because if you don't give them the framework, then they're kind of, they're kind of in the dark, you know, as to, yeah. as to what they're doing. So and that, that also disconnects them from the business, you know, like once if yeah. you have these monthly review meetings and they have their job scorecard, that really connects them, makes them part of the business. So it's also this right. psychologically as well. What, what would be the, the top three KPIs for uh, a uh, maintenance person, uh, a cleaner, you know, operations, 
and uh, VA, like customer service. <laughs> or we, That's we can just <laughs> we <laughs> our, our, the viewers want to know. <laughs> I mean, there's that's that's you know that's obviously that that's going to differ from business to business, right? Uh, that's something that you have to figure out. But I can give you some some examples. Okay. Number one, the for cleaners, I would say definitely the the ratings, right? The ratings on Airbnb because that's super important. The point is the, of the KPIs is to align your align your interest with the person that you're working with, and incentivize them to to do a really good job where it's needed most, right? How, how is the cleaner affecting your, the success of your business the most? I would say, you know, it's the cleaning, the rating that your guests are giving you on cleaning is one of the right. best ways to measure their success, right? Um, yeah. Number two would be consistency, right? That the cleanings are always done for every single turnover, right? So yeah. no missed cleanings, for example. That's really important, right? Okay. Consistency, yeah. the ratings. Yeah. I would say something when people mention in the reviews, you know how on Airbnb people can can mention things in the Airbnb in the review, like hey, this place was yeah. was was spotless. So if right. the guest mentions in the review that the place was spotless, that should be a little bonus for the cleaner. Right. That drives your business forward, right? So yeah, for the cleaning, it's a little bit easier because we can look at the ratings. We can actually look mm -hmm. at numbers. What about when, when it's not so easily trackable, measurable, like with maintenance? Yeah, with maintenance, yeah. I would say what's needed most is everything works, right? So no complaints from guests that something's not working. Okay, so let's say we've got a handyman that we work with. And so we, we make his, his monthly scorecard guess because on the monthly scorecard we've got like a, a a low point a goal and like an overreach right like a stretch mm -hmm. yeah like that. that's right so we can say for the handyman things work 95 percent of the time as the goal maybe yeah i mean i think for some of the kpis the goal should be there's no stretch because it's it's so important that the goal should be that it always works right right yeah, so I think for I mean I think for the the maintenance people the most important thing is that things work right. So uh, there's two ways of doing it. You could say like okay it works, you know we get uh, uh, the the goal is to get one or less complaint from from a guest each month that there that something's not working and the stretch is zero or the goal is zero. You know that's that's something that you have to decide, but you have to think about like what's 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 most important how can we measure the success of the maintenance right. person you know and again it comes to consistency right so if you for example if you agree with your handyman that whenever whenever there is an issue that that person is available within x amount of hours then yeah. one of the KPIs would be like did he show did the handyman show up within the time frame that you said on every okay. occasion or you know, maybe the goal is 95% of the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested in, I'm going to put that down. I'm interested in the next module of your, of, of your course that talks about where to find these handymen, right? Where to find these, these uh, maintenance people, because we're having a tough time finding anybody who is going to live up to these KPIs unless we hire them full time. Yeah, in, in my markets, they are so busy. 
mm-hmm. they're getting paid so well, especially right now. That yeah, look, this is just, this is a challenge yeah. across the board right now because yeah. you know because of uh, because of the pandemic, like ton of people are working on their homes, and 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 in in general, contractors are just hard to find. Right yeah. now, you're because you're in these different markets. That challenge is is even tougher for you, right? Because right. obviously, it's easier to find somebody if you're in the market. Um, but if you're remote, yeah, you have to be. Then you have to be creative. I mean, in the end of the day, maybe you go and stay in those areas for a while. You know, if 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 you're in, in yeah. what, what was it, Nashville? Everywhere, yeah. Nashville. I mean, maybe maybe you go out to Nashville and, and you stay in one of your units for a week and you build relationships there with the locals. I mean, that's in the end of the day, being there is the yeah. best way to find people, right? I find when I when I actually meet the people, it's worse. They don't want to hang out with me. On <laughs> that case, you send somebody else. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, you're saying it's better to what's the benefit of of, of being there? To, like to have like a face-to-face meeting with with different handymen and contractors and explain things to them face-to-face? Well, I mean, oh, just being being in the location allows you to build build your network, build relationships with people, right? Because that's in the end of the day, that's how you how you find people. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of different ways to find people, right? Yeah. Obviously, you go you can go on the internet, you look at Facebook groups, there's you know, Facebook marketplace, like there's all sorts of ways that you can find people. I mean, <clears throat> I heard I've heard people hosts who couldn't find contractors to work with and who literally like booked a, a stay at a, at a biggest hotel in the city yeah, and just walked around the hallways the whole day talking to anybody who works there and saying like, Hey, yeah. how much, how much does this hotel pay you? I'm paying you yeah. 25% more if you work for me, you know, like. <laughs> and, and, and for them to leave their job or for them to just be available to have their hotel job. I mean, those are the, those are the people that you have to meet and, you know, those are the people that you need. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what deal you can work out with these people. What, but what I'm saying is like, that's a way to meet the people that could potentially be the handyman or be the cleaning in your, in your business. Right. If you go online, if you go online and you can't find anything, then you got to go out there and, and start hustling. Yeah. I think that that's the one thing that's missing. Even in here where I live, we're, we're looking at places like Thumbtack and Yelp and other marketplaces. And these people are, 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 are so busy that they, they're not the kind of team member that is going to be available like when we have like a small issue. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing like big jobs or they're, yeah. you know. Yeah, and there's still a lot of people are, are, haven't gone back to the workforce, I think. Yeah, I was looking at some uh, economic figures, and I think we're, um, the labor force participation rate is still a lot lower than what it was before the pandemic. So it means a lot of people haven't returned to work yet. Yeah. Right? So there's a, a shortage of personnel in a lot right. of places, especially when it comes to maintenance and cleaners, because there's so many people that are working on their homes. I mean, short-term rentals in general are exploding. Right. So, you know, especially in smaller markets, like it's hard to find people. Okay. You know, so you gotta, you gotta kind of go outside of the box. Like you can't just look at Yelp or, or Femtag. Like you gotta go beyond that. Right. 
You gotta get 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 down into the the hotels and you gotta, you gotta get you gotta be creative, get in the trenches yeah. and, and and hustle. Okay, yeah, I I like that idea. Do we have time to talk a, a little bit about regulations? How about we do part two? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for answering. You know all these operational questions. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, this is this is fun. You know, we'll do a yeah. part two for sure. We'll do yeah. part two. I hope this was help very helpful for the viewers. Yeah, so I'm sure it's good. helpful. I mean, people. I mean, look, we are all dealing with the same challenges, right? The details are different, yeah. but they're, they're the same challenges. Yeah. Right. So yeah, man. No. Um, yeah. This was uh, this was fun. We'll do uh, part yeah. two next week. Okay, perfect. I got All I right. got uh, a lot of things answered. I really, really appreciate it. I made notes and I'm looking forward to talking to you again for the next installment. All right. Well, let the, listeners, a... uh, let the listeners know how they can stay with Dave. You can go to staywithdave.com, check it out, or uh, better yet, come to our Instagram at staywithdave on Instagram. That's right. And send me a, send me a message over there. If you're, oh, yeah. if you're a cleaner or a handyman and you're listening yeah. to this and uh, you want to work with uh, work for Stay With Dave, then yeah. Please. how do they reach out to you? Please message me on Instagram, especially if you can do cleaning, handyman, errands, all together. Message me on Instagram and, um, you know, I will create a job scorecard for you, whatever you want. <laughs> KPI. The future is right. right for when if you work with stay with Dave. Oh yeah, why why stay anywhere else when you can stay with Dave? Except for all the 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 awesome people in, in the community that we love. Awesome. Well, thanks cool. for being on the cool. show. Thank you, thank you so much. It, it was a pleasure interviewing you, you answering all these questions, and um, look forward to it. Look forward to talking to you again, man. What's the best way for us to get this episode out there? this particular episode are we looking do we want people to download it do we want people to leave reviews how do we show that this episode is uh you know get it out there get it out there yeah, yeah. i mean this is uh people subscribe to the podcast so they will automatically yeah. the subscribers automatically get the podcast in their yeah. uh in the apple podcast app or where wherever they listen yeah um and then obviously, uh, you know, we'll send you the we'll send you the link to the show notes. Uh, they're going to be on getpaidforyourpet.com. So Perfect. you know, you can you can share that with your your personal network as well and your yeah. million Instagram followers. That's right. We want to get this out there. I'll share it. And people can can people leave reviews for this particular episode? Absolutely, absolutely. Not for the episode. They can leave reviews for the podcast. For the podcast, okay. Yes. And we Perfect. love when people leave reviews because that helps us attract more listeners to the podcast so let's let's you, have, you, have you left a review i have not i'm because i i had no idea i'm going to leave an amazing review and for all the viewers please leave an incredible review if you loved it and if you if you hated the show uh email eric personally <laughs> email eric's personal email and i'll take it from there or, or, or julie or, or message julie <laughs> that's right all right dave uh, let's wrap this up thanks for being on the show we'll do part two next week and to listeners hope you uh, enjoyed this uh little bit different way that we did the podcast today but uh, i thought it was fun so uh we'll do part two next week thanks man get paid for your pet get paid
Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.